Welcome to Pressing Buttons, a podcast about video games. In today's episode, we discuss our Final Fantasy 16 impressions. We also discuss the Nintendo Direct, Diablo 4 Seasons, and the Xbox price hikes. Enjoy the show! Hello, and welcome to Pressing Buttons. I'm Hugo. I'm Nick. Another great week, another great episode coming at you. Thanks for joining us, guys, on episode 70 of Pressing Buttons, man. 70 episodes. We're, we're rolling, we're rolling. Uh, just a quick reminder, make sure you guys are uh, following us on all our socials. Go to our website, pressingbuttons.gg. You'll be able to get all the links there uh, and join the community on our Discord mainly, where we're always chatting, cutting it up, and playing some video games. And uh, any quick announcements that we have during the week or anything like that, that's where we post them. So make sure you guys are keeping in contact and following us. And then another... Uh, quick heads up, there will be no episode next week because we're taking a break. It's our mid-year break for 4th of July. Uh, we're going to be doing some barbecuing, hopefully. Probably getting some barbecues, eating some burgers, you know, celebrating America. I actually have no plans as of now, so i got to figure out where I'm going to get some barbecue. Yeah, got to figure that out. So uh, for those uh, for our international fans, it'll be just a regular day, so make sure you guys are still catching up. On all our previous episodes, we have a very big catalog, like I said, 70 episodes, so find, find a good one there and, and let us know. All right, um, that's it for the housekeeping. We're just going to start right off into our news for the week. First thing we want to discuss is the big Final Fantasy 16 launch. Um, as everybody knows, Final Fantasy 16 released on Thursday. It was uh, one of our most anticipated games of the year, um, especially ever since it's been announced. Um, Yoshi P's masterpiece, uh, aside from Final Fantasy XIV. Um, every every aspect of this game was hyped, and I think it delivered. I know the reviews have been pretty well. Uh, I believe 88 on Metacritic uh, for official reviews, and then the user re- uh, reviews are in the high 90s. Well, low 90s, like 90, 92. It's been review-bombed like, as of a well, day or so ago. Well, originally, it was like in the 90, yeah. 92 range, and then now it's been getting review-bombed. Uh, and the main reason, which I'm pretty sure I think you've heard about it, Nick, is that after enough people have gotten their hands on it, they don't think it's a full RPG. It doesn't have all the Final Fantasy elements uh, that everybody's expecting. And in my case, like I played it, I, I want to say I put like 15 hours into the game. It's definitely much more of a combat Final Fantasy. Um, I know I played the demo, but now that I've gotten my hands on it and experienced it for more than two hours... Um, I still enjoy the game. I think it's a great game. The combat aspect of it, even though it's different than your normal, typical RPG where it's more action-focused and it's not turn-based. I know it's, it threw off a lot of people, especially if they're uh, the heavy um, turn-based combat Final Fantasy RPG fans. But I, I think uh, with a lot of these games, they got to innovate. They got to go new new uh, strategies. They got to find new gameplay mechanics. Otherwise, they become stagnant and people don't want to play them anymore. Um, so in this case, I think it's, for me, I don't mind it. And then as well as the, st- the RPG elements of it, it's more action-focused, obviously, so you, so you don't get a lot of that. It's just numbers in the air, doing combos and stuff like that, um, which I like. I don't mind. Obviously, the um, combat director is the, the person who, who made uh, Devil May Cry, who was a combat director there. Um, so it has very uh, similar outlook, but I think that that's just a plus as well. And then as far as the... The graphics, it looks amazing. It's like I'm watching a movie or a TV show. Definitely heavily inspired by Game of Thrones. And then uh, um, I've, I've been seeing a lot of cutscenes, but I think 
it's Final Fantasy. Like you're you're gonna be watching a lot of cutscenes. Cut I think the only other game where I can think of so many cutscenes being uh, uh, shown would be like a Metal Gear Solid game. So I I was expecting this. I I have no problem with it. The game looks beautiful. The cutscenes are beautiful. Um, and then uh, that that's my thoughts on it so far in terms of the launch and, and the reviews that people are giving it. What what are you thinking? How has uh, your experience been with, with Final Fantasy after three days? Uh, f- fine. I would say dis- disappointing. That, There's that, several, that several things. That carrying that fine very well. Fine. Fine. Uh... Yeah, there's a few areas of, of disappointment, which is kind of crazy, right? Because I think last week I was like foaming at the mouth with this game after yes, playing the were. demo. Yes, you yeah. Were. Uh, so I played the demo. I still, and that's what's funny is like, I still think that's one of the best demos, if not like the best demo that I've, that I've ever played, just in terms of getting you super hype, hype for a game. Uh, but there's certain things that I expected would like get better uh you know when when the full game comes out so so yeah, just just some some kind of like initial thoughts that i've had I, th- I think i've played maybe maybe like 10 or 12 hours i think you're a little bit ahead of me uh the biggest issue i have so far is the is the performance of the game so like the the graphics so the game like looks great unless it's in motion. <laughs> so, so I've been having, and I know, I think um, what I'm, what I'm learning is I think a lot of people aren't necessarily experiencing this, this issue. Um, and I think this might actually be kind of similar to what happened to me with, with when I was playing Bloodborne and I was like, just having a lot of like, like genuine issues, just like looking at the game and it was like giving me headaches and making me nauseous. Um, so I guess just some, some people are more sensitive to, you know, volatile frame rates and like motion blur and, and all this stuff. Um, so yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been having some issues. Uh, it's been good. Like I'm not the crazy one. Like there's other, there's like plenty of other people on the internet that are like experiencing the same thing. Uh, so that's, that's pretty, fr- like, I, I think we even had like a chat, like I'd played the game for a couple hours. And then I remember me and you just had like a quick like chat, uh, just, just through PlayStation. And you're probably like, yeah. why is this guy? Like, it's not even like close to bedtime. Like, why is this guy so like fatigued and like, yeah, tired? You, you were really tired. And it's because it's, it's, the game. <laughs> it's from playing the game. Like I know. And it, it sounds like crazy or whatever, but like, it's just like a thing that I'm getting impacted by so it's it's a it's a pretty big bummer where like i don't want to like not play the game uh which is a choice i made with bloodborne because that game had already been out for a long time and i just like never got around to it and when i actually tried to play it i was having these types of issues so then it was like a little bit easier for me to like i'll just wait for the inevitable you know bloodborne either remaster or pc version or whatever so um i just kind of don't don't like i want to play final fantasy 16 like now when it's like in the it's it's in you know top of everyone's mind and like the games conversations so so i don't want to not play the game so then my choices are the frame rate mode which is a very like not a good frame rate mode like it doesn't actually do what it's supposed to do which is like give you a higher stable frame rate like the frame rate's kind of all over the place <clears throat> so 
that's frustrating. And then the like graphics mode, which is supposed to be like, you know, just like the higher, higher fidelity graphics, but like locked at a stable 30 frames per second. I think that would be fine if it was like a Japanese role-playing game. Like if it was like other Final Fantasy games where it's like turn-based or whatever, but it's an action, you know, character action game. So I just kind of like refuse to play a character action game at 30 frames per second. So I have these like two... Unless it's Zelda. Well, so Zelda's stable... The difference is it's stable 30. It's not really like character action you're just kind of like the action's not even close like you just like <laughs> less hit, action hit, hit people with the sword a few times and like move on with your life like that's more adventure so you're just kind of running around so that's that's a stable 30 with some frame rate drops that you know happen every once in a while so and i feel like it doesn't use as much like motion blur which is the other thing that like in in Final Fantasy 16, it's like crazy. It's crazy. Like people are doing all this like analysis on it. Like if you're like move the camera at all, like it just looks like a complete mess. And and again, I guess what I'm learning is like some people just like aren't aren't susceptible to that. But unfortunately, I am. So so I mean, that's tough. Like so, I'm like <laughs> trying to figure out how to work around this and like still play the game. So like it's kind of exhausting. One solution I found is like if I just have the camera pointed at the ground and like don't move very fast. <laughs> what? Yeah, dude. Like it's it's like I'm like so it's like I'm taking it's taking away a lot of the like exploration out of it, and instead of wanting to like dig into the side quest and like check out all the towns or whatever, like I'm just kind of like point A to point B as much as possible, just so like I don't get like as kind of impacted by by this. So. So man, it's been, it's been you know, again that's pretty disappointing. Um, what makes it even more frustrating is it's 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 PS Five exclusive. So, um, I would expect a game that's exclusive to PS Five. Like, there's no prior generation version that's like allegedly holding it back. They had development resources specifically from Sony to help build this game. So it's like kind of unbelievable that like this is this is the case um so i don't know so pretty frustrating and i kind of i'll I'll just move on from that otherwise i'll just complain about that for like an hour but and you kind of touched on it where uh i think they manage expectations where the people they're like this is an action game but there's rpg elements uh I've been like pretty underwhelmed by the RPG elements. Uh, that like the side quests are basically c- completely useless. Uh, and that's coming from someone who played a lot of Final Fantasy fourteen online, <laughs> and that has a lot of just like filler, you know, filler side quests. So I think it's almost like the worst of. Final Fantasy 14 quests is like basically what you, what you have at your disposal in this game. So, so I'm just kind of skipping all the side quests. I don't really want to like explore the levels because all the loot and stuff that you find on the map is almost like completely pointless. The like the, the weapons and items and all all of your like gear and stuff is 
there's really no motivation to invest in that. Like you basically just wait until you beat a boss and then you get an item that you can um, take to the blacksmith. Is that what you've been, I think you've made yeah, some comment I, about I, that. I, like that's I've been, been uh, doing. doing that or, or just, you know, getting, getting the upgrades from taking down the icons. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough. Like, so here, here, so I know I, I kind of came out the gate and it sounds very negative, but like, the when the game's not in motion, it looks incredible. <laughs> the you just want a cut, picture is what you want. You want a yeah, picture the cut, so Final Fantasy sixteen. Yeah, the cut. So the cutscenes are great because it's at the height, like the quality um, graphics mode, but it's at a lock thirty frames per second. So, and it's not, you know, not a crazy amount of action. Like so, that th- that's been fine. So the cutscenes for the most part have been. I've been really good. It doesn't bother me. Um, I know some people get upset about cutscenes being too long or whatever, but like for this type of game, I'm I'm totally fine with it. And in fact, it's it's actually almost like kind of a reprieve, <laughs> or like it's it's like uh, relaxing for me to be like, oh my god, I just had to play this game that's making me nauseous. Let me just like put the controller down and look at a cutscene for a little bit. So. Um, but like those, the cutscenes and specifically like the big battles are like, those moments are incredible. So like, I think that's what, um, which is basically like what they kind of end on in the, in the demo. So those type of hype moments, giant boss battles with the music and, and the combat, like, I think, I think that's really what's, what's enjoyable. So if you boil it all down, like this game for me is kind of like, those moments and then how do I spend as little amount of time as possible to get to the next one? Uh, so that's kind of, kind of where my head's at. And, and one final thing. So the, the, the combat I think is, is it's fun. Like I got, it got a little repetitive. I think I might've hit like a, a point in, in the game where maybe it's going to get a little bit more exciting. I just have more like icon, uh, whatever they call it. Um, kind of abilities abilities, so so i think that'll get a little bit more fun but i do feel like the the like the non-boss battles i find they 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 just kind of like drag on too long uh and i just don't know if that's like skill like i'm just like not chaining combos in the most effective way or if there's a skill issue definitely a skill issue i don't know man like i'm 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 literally burning through every icon ability that I have at my disposal and all of the um, kind of combat mechanics that they showed. Like I'm, I'm using all of them. So I kind of feel like I burned through all my, um, all my, all my abilities. And then I'm just kind of in this cooldown mode and I'm just like slapping around things for just what feels like too long. So Okay, so I'll pause it. So that was a lot, but um, yeah, that was a lot. Yeah, no, but I I totally understand. Uh, just just to say a couple of things in in regards to to your uh, opinions, I think I do feel bad for you. Uh, I know you do have uh, 120 FPS colored eyes. Uh, from doing so much PC, I thought I thought I after the Zelda, I was just like, because I, you know, the demo had some performance issues, and and I think a lot of people just assumed that they would be fixed or they wouldn't be an issue in, in the final build. But after playing Zelda for so long, I was like, okay, maybe I can just play this game at 
30 frames per second but i just i just i can't do it yeah but i mean like like you were saying for me i haven't had those issues and i i played it on performance mode and on graphic mode so i i don't know what the difference is uh it's probably not the tv because i think you have a better tv than i do um mine's semi 4k or 1440 whatever it's it's all right um i don't think it's a console but I, I don't know. There's something weird there because, like I said, I, I don't think I, I've had the issues. And I think you do have a finer eye in terms of, you know, the FPS than I do because you've been doing PC for so long. But to me, anything looks good. So, And I'm not having the issues of, like, the motion blur or anything like that where it's affecting me. So I do feel uh, bad for you in that sense um, because, it, like, the game has, to me, gotten better. Um, and, and like you said, at least the early combat does feel kind of repetitive because you you're only have a, a small availability of, of, of abilities. Um, right now, I do have the second icon, uh, Garuda. I have uh, her abilities, but it's still a bit of the same. It's more about upgrading and stuff like that. I think the, the longer I play it and the more icons I unlock, it's, it's, I can definitely see it opening up. Um, I don't think it's going to stay too long where it just feels repetitive. And I am kind of, I feel like I'm running through the enemies pretty well, unless it's like a field mini boss where it's one of the bigger ones where they have more health and stuff like that i, I feel like i'm kind of quickly dispatching everybody so it's 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 just weird to see that i'm having like a good a good great experience with the game and then you're having the total opposite and it's hard to to kind of wrap my mind around that for the same freaking game so that kind of sucks um and and you know that's that's the reason it did get review bombed by a lot of people but i, I still think it's a great game if it's not for you it's not for you it doesn't mean you have to shit on it so Hopefully, uh, they release some patches to fix it up, or just overall it, it gets better for you and everybody else. But in my book so far, I think it's a great game. I don't think it's going to win Game of the Year specifically because of Zelda, obviously, and, and maybe Spider-Man coming out, Starfield, and all that stuff, if, if those pick up. But at least I think it'll win Best Action or RPG game, even though it's not a full RPG. All right, and then moving on to the next bit of news we want to discuss is the Nintendo Direct. Nintendo hosted the Direct on Wednesday, I believe. Uh, 40 minutes of content for the uh, upcoming Nintendo games for the year. Um, nothing big that they announced, really, I would say, in terms of major franchises as, like, new 3D Mario. Right, whoa, whoa, dude. Hold on. You're, gonna, Hold. You're, you're triggering so many Nintendo fanboys. Just yeah. Now. Uh, nothing big in the, you didn't let me finish the second <laughs> nothing big in terms of like okay they showed no metroid stuff obviously no new 3d mario because they're probably saving that for whatever the next switch is um obviously Zelda just came out nothing like that nothing major in terms of the big guys no smash brothers no nothing like that all right that's what i mean that's what i mean uh but they did announce a bunch of interesting stuff which i personally feel like it was a good nintendo direct We'll get Nick's thoughts after that, uh, uh, about that later towards the end. But I'm pretty sure he probably does not think it was a good direct. Um, one of the big ones that they announced is Super Mario RPG. And we start off with this one just because I think to me, Super Mario RPG is one of, you know, the greatest RPGs ever. Uh, originally released in Super Nintendo very early. Not a lot of people got to play it. And I never really finished it. But it's one of those games that whenever I play it on emulator or something like that or whenever it was available i know it just got recently uh put on i believe on under online uh nintendo shop or whatever it is on the switch um 
but I would always play it. But now that it's getting its own full remake where the graphics are updated, they're probably not going to change anything in terms of uh, adding quests or anything like that. But I think this is going to bring it to a whole new generation and it's going to be great for everybody. So this one got me really, really super excited uh, to be announced and that they're doing this. I kind of figured they would do it eventually, so I'm glad that they, they, this came out. Uh, any thoughts on this uh, Super Mario RPG specifically, Mr. RPG Man? I'm I'm glad it's coming out. Uh, I'm not gonna buy it because it's you know it it seems to be like basically the exact same game just with new graphics, uh, which I think is maybe appealing to a lot of people who who play the game on on Super Nintendo. But what I've learned is like I did this with like Link's Awakening uh, on the Switch, where it's basically like it's the exact same game just with new graphics and. I just, just for me, like, that's just like not worth $60. I didn't really like enjoy, like, I didn't enjoy the game that much. Like, you I don't think it was. You didn't really enjoy Super Mario RPG like that? No, no, no. Link, Link's Awakening. Um, no, Super Mario RPG is great. I think I have the cartridge. So it's like, for me, it's like, is it worth, I'm sure they'll charge $60 for it. It's basically going to be the same game released on a system that I don't want to buy new games for. So, but, uh, I am glad that they're doing it because if it ends up being like an absolute smash hit, maybe they'll give me what I want, which is, you know, a new, a new installment. I don't know if it's gotta be super Mario RPG two, but some version of this game with, uh, you know, the Mario universe and RPG mechanics. Um, I've always wanted the the Smash Brothers equivalent. Uh, instead of it being a fighting game, it's more of like an RPG type game. I guess maybe call it a a Kingdom Hearts like uh, something like that. So, so I'm glad it exists. I'm just you know just oh, it looks it looks good. But for someone who's played the original and maybe owns the like, I gotta check my my inventory. I might I just gathered all of my old super nintendo games recently i gotta see if i actually have that one i do have earthbound so yeah, that's that's the, the money that's the most important one to me yeah um yeah that's kind of kind of what i'm thinking and i think that'll be a there'll be a recurring theme of glad it exists but i'm not buying it but glad it exists but not for me <laughs> yeah. no no it's 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 good for everybody for for the new generation to experience it and like you said i i do uh feel like this is good because it could open up the door for uh sequels which which would be great because obviously they have uh paper mario which is also an rpg but it's definitely like a whole different aesthetic so that always kind of yeah me out. there's that there's like the mario and luigi uh games as well that's you know so that, i don't know but i i feel like yeah it, paper mario kind of stands alone as its own own kind of series like i think there could be something that's a little bit more similar to Mario RPG that they could t do a new take on. Yeah. All right. Next game is Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon Remaster. And this is a remaster of a previous uh, 3DS game. So I'm pretty sure a lot of people are super excited. Luigi's definitely one of those characters that kind of sits on the background of most Mario games as he should be because he's the... Uh, other brother but uh it's uh, these uh luigi's mansion games are pretty good um especially with the last one that just came out for the switch um and the movie i'm pretty sure a lot of these is mostly kind of filling that that hole that the super mario movie left in a lot of people and also um the the want of 
playing these type of, of Super Mario games or anything that has to do with, with Mario or Luigi or Peach or anything like that. Uh, any thoughts on, on the remaster on this one? No, I, I own this game as well on 3DS. Oh, <laughs> so I already have it. Yeah, I already got it. So again, glad Luigi's Mansion's getting more, you know, more traction. I just feel like Nintendo. I I don't know where I saw this, but someone made a good a good comment. Uh, it's like the Nintendo Switch like final slate or, or something like that, which I agree with. I think this direct is 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 kind of that where it's like I think they're kind of wrapping up the end of the Switch life cycle and just kind of re-releasing a bunch of older games with new graphics so um i think the last several nintendo directs have like a like a large number of games are basically exactly that so so yeah um all right that's it that okay that's your opinion on that that's my opinion <laughs> uh next game dragon quest monsters the dark new game. new game it's a new uh, game and i feel like this one you like because you're a big uh, slime guy you got a couple little slimes you're a big dragon quest guy you know you you want to do uh catch some monsters train those monsters come there you go little slime guy showing up a little if, bank right here if you're watching this on youtube um just combine some monsters this looks pretty okay I, i've never been uh, a dragon quest kind of guy um for me it, it just you know that didn't really appeal too much to me but i know a lot of people would definitely want to uh, try this at least especially this new iteration um what did you think as a as a dragon quest guy did did is this something interesting in, in their world that you would want to see uh, well yeah. or at least for people to enjoy yeah d- definitely interested uh so dragon quest monsters is a like an existing kind of side side game or side series of, of dragon quest where it's more kind of like pokemon and shin megami and, and those types of things where you're just you know collecting monsters i think I can't remember if there was a big fusion mechanic in the older ones. Yeah, I think but, you're, um, you're making them breed and create. Yeah, and... yeah, I, I, I can't remember. Like I, so I have, I have one of these um, on the, I think it's the 3ds. Maybe it's the DS. I don't know. Whatever. But it was like a portable, portable game. Um, they're fun. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a generally a pretty big fan of these like Dragon Quest uh, offshoots. Um, Dragon Quest Builders probably being my my favorite one. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely interested in this, uh, but I will wait for it to be on PC. Gotcha. Gotcha. It'll maybe eventually come out to PC. Um, next, next game would be uh Pikmin four. Uh, obviously they've, this is one of their new game, new game. I'm just going to yell new game every time it's an actual <laughs> new game. This is one of their uh, premier franchises, uh, Pikmin, very popular. They also announced that, uh, Pikmin one and two. Remake is coming, so you're going to have four Pikmin games on the Switch, which is kind of cool. Uh, there will be a demo release on June 28th, I believe, so if you want to get your hands on that. This, obviously, I don't think it's in my wheelhouse, but I, I do enjoy the concept of it. Still got the whole Lemmings vibe, but I was never good at the Lemmings, so I don't think I, was, I will be good at this. Uh, any thoughts on Pikmin? Yeah, I think I... Maybe, maybe the same as you, where I just feel like I'm not... I'm not in, into Pikmin. I mean, it looks really cool. Uh, I did enjoy the first two games, um, but that was a very, a very, very long time ago. Um, I don't know. So we'll see. Like, if it's just more of the same, then I'll probably skip it. But if we learn something when the game comes out about it being just like this absolutely incredible 
experience. Like maybe, maybe I'll be more interested in it, but um, I'm really just kind of stick to my stick to my approach of Tears of the Kingdom being the last Switch game that I buy. So it's gonna have to be something absolutely remarkable to get me to to go work against that. Yeah, and it looks like there's there's some new concepts. So if you're you know a big Pikmin fan, I think you you'll enjoy the new stuff that they're introducing. There's and a dog. There's a dog. Uchi. Uh, and then the, there's battles too. So we'll we'll see uh, what what the crowd thinks. Um, next game we want to talk about WarriorWare Move It. And uh, for those unfamiliar, the WarriorWare series is more about little mini games, short mini games uh, that that you play uh, on on. In the game, uh, um, but these are originally I know for for the DS and the 3DS I believe that made it really popular. Um, I think it's about a 200 250 uh, mini games. I think this is like the I think you should leave uh, type game, where it's just like random weird ass mini games, but one of them will stick to you and you'll enjoy it. So th- 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 these are my thoughts on WarriorWare. Move it. Um, were you a big fan of the WarriorWare uh, mini games? Not not really. I'm not really into these like party party type games um so it was, it was a cool announcement i know a lot of people are hardcore wire wario wear fans and have been craving a new installment of that but yeah i'm just i never really got into them and i think this one seems to be very focused on like the the waggle motion control thing so it's just like i'm I'm not, I'm not, I'm not about that. So yeah. All that's, right. a, that's a hard, that's a hard no for me, dog. Oh, can't be a party game then. All right. Uh, next big game. And this is actually the biggest, I think that they did have for, for the direct. And this is the one that they announced at the end with some gameplay footage is super Mario brothers wonder. And this one looked pretty amazing. Uh, it's back to the 2d side scrolling uh, with 3d graphics. Obviously it looked very interesting uh, where you, pick up the a star and it kind of changes the world makes things do different things you got the pipes moving and stuff like that different enemies doing different things also you have you'll be able to play as a bunch of different characters you get to play as daisy uh toad peach mario luigi amongst others i don't know uh the full extent of it so that's pretty cool uh and then the biggest thing which uh they kind of showed at the end was that mario can now turn into an elephant so that's pretty funny uh i know everybody was um it, well, they enjoyed it. I wouldn't say like it blew everybody's uh, heads off or whatever in terms of like, oh my god, this is great. But um, just to see a new kind of uh, style of Mario game with the two D universe, what it's originally uh, is, I think everybody was super excited about it. And obviously, the internet being the internet, just seizing up on the Mario turning into an elephant thing and, and really enjoying that. Um, did you enjoy this this reveal? Was this like uh, maybe maybe I'll pick it up? Nah. The uh, <laughs> also you didn't know your this new whole, game. This whole episode, if people like for the first time watch this podcast and it's this episode, they'll probably be like, "Does this guy even fucking like video like games?" games. Like, yeah, we're, yeah, we're still trying to figure it out. Seventy episodes yeah, maybe, in, we, we don't know. <laughs> maybe yeah, nobody knows. Not even me. Uh, also, you didn't yell new game, so you fucked up. Wait, was that? You didn't yell new game. You said you were gonna yell oh, new, yeah, game new game every time. Yeah. You didn't even yell that. <laughs> well, is it an, is it a new game? Yeah, it's a new game. Super I Mario. Know, I, I know. I know. I'm joking. Well, the I guess it really wasn't a joke, but the here's why I'm not interested in this. It's because it's very. It's like to me, it's too similar to the 
new Super Mario Brothers series, which I think was on, I think that was on the Wii, the Wii first. Yeah, then, the, they started off on the Wii, then yeah. the 3DS and I, stuff I like that. I just, I just, I like, I bought them. I just never, like, I probably played a few levels and I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, they just weren't, I didn't find them that enjoyable. So to me, this just looks like it's another one of those type of Mario platformer games. So. This is the type of game that you have a if you have like a little get together or a house party or whatever, and then it's a shit party or it's a boring party and nobody's doing anything. It's like, you know what, guys? Let's play some uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder or let's play some WarriorWare or something. So I could definitely see you, that being popped up. You know what game would actually get me excited is? Did you play these? It was it's called NES Remix. No. Did you ever play those? No. That's the that's the best party game. It's basically like uh, they created a, I mean, it's basically a, a party game. You can play it with a bunch of different bunch of players. They created a lot of mini games where you're doing like specific challenges, and you know it could be in it could be in Mario, it could be in Zelda, it could be Metroid, it could be Excite Bike, it could be whatever. And they create these bite size challenges uh, for, for people to do. That game. Would get get me excited. That's the best. So I was kind of riffing. Yeah, I was riffing off you saying something like, "If you ever have people over, like, I I don't know if I would totally like. I think NES Remix is way better for that than whatever this game is." There you go, Nintendo. If you want Nick to be excited for your shit, release uh, SNES Remix. Well, no, they they've done NES Remix. They should do SNES Remix. There you go. New idea, new idea. All right, another big uh, announcement that they made is that they will be releasing a Princess Peach game. Uh, This, they didn't really show anything except Peach kind of changing the color of her dress. Um, But I am optimistically excited for this in the sense of cool that uh, Princess Peach got a game, obviously uh, dealing from the release of the Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, She was a great character in it, and I think this is just kind of following that. But also... um, Kind of tired of, of the Mario universe, just being Mario and Luigi's. Give all other, other characters more titles. I know you got the Toad games and all that stuff. Uh, Princess Peach definitely getting one. Maybe throw Daisy in there, little uh, uh, girl, girl buddy action game or something. I don't know. Girl buddy action? Yeah, <laughs> new so, genre. So to me, I just thought they revealed it in such an odd way where they were just like, we got something else, and then they just showed Peach like running around on a screen. Yeah, on a stage. And they're like, "It's a Peach game," and then they're like, "All right, that's all we're gonna share." This is like, well, you know, what? Wh- well, you know how Nintendo is. One, Nintendo's very secretive, and two, they don't really want to show too much until it's ready, until they feel like it's up to their Nintendo standards. So I could totally uh, get it, and I'm, um, you know, at least they showed something. Yeah. It was like, I can't think of a situation where they showed a game, but like not the title, like, or even like broadly what the game's even about. Yeah. yeah. Like they just showed a character running around on screen. Yeah. That's definitely the weird part of it. But (laughs) so like, that's, I don't know. So that's, so you can can decipher the, 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 the small piece and just be like, Oh, it might be about this. You know, it could be about anything. Sure. All right. They also announced that, excuse me. Uh, they also announced that they'll having they'll be having the Batman Arkham trilogy. You getting your Batman voice ready, or what yeah. was that? Yeah. Yeah. They also announced <laughs> that they will be having the Batman Arkham trilogy. 
on on the Switch, which will be very interesting. The only reason I put this here is because that thing's gonna fucking chug and probably die, and your Switch is gonna blow up. But uh, at least you know you'll be able to play the Batman uh, Arkham trilogy on Switch, one of the greatest trilogies of games ever made. Which kind of made me want to play Batman Arkham Trilogy, but on my PC. I don't know if they fixed it already. I know it had issues. That's also like so much Batman game. Right? That's, that's not a bad thing. At like back to back, like yeah, you would Absolutely. you would go you'd just play the trilogy and probably throw a different game in in, in between. It just okay. it just gave me the urge. That's the only thing. Yeah, I know I know it was a Nintendo Direct and it was about the Switch, but it just kind of gave me the urge. To play the trilogy in an actual good-looking state, but I don't, I don't so even you, know. You sound exactly like me now. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if they, because I know the the PC ports had a lot of issues when they released, but it's been it's been like ten years. Should be good now, right? <laughs> yeah, it was like I'm sure I actually haven't played. Uh, was it City? Was that the last one? Yeah. Or- uh, Knight. Or no, Arkham, Arkham Knight. World or Arkham Knight was the last one. Arkham Knight. Okay, good. Yeah, I remember it launched with a bunch of issues, but even if, even if the developer didn't fix it, I'm sure there's like a million fan or like mods or whatever to to fix it. So that yes. could be worth checking out. So sorry for the switch, but if you have a PC, you probably might be better to pick it up on PC. Uh, or any other console. <laughs> um, the last game we want to talk about from this Nintendo Direct is Star Ocean, the second story R. And this is uh, basically a remake of the Star Ocean second story uh, original game. This looks good. I'm a big Star Ocean fan. So I like the RPGs. Um, love the style of it. So I'm super excited for this. Um, can't wait to, to to play it. I think I, I, I this will be something I picked up. Uh, I'll pick up, especially because I haven't really done one of those old school RPGs in a while. Um, your thoughts on Star Ocean? Yeah, it looked cool. It was. Um, I know they've been pushing this whole HD 2D style, but I think this is the first one I've seen where it's. I don't even know what to call it, but it's you know it's HD 2D, but also in a 3D world. So it just looks. I think it looks really really cool actually. Um. My other thing is like so you've played other Star Ocean games? Yes, yes, but more more yeah. of the recent ones. I uh, never really got into the first or second one. Okay, because I think I this is like back in the PlayStation and, and PlayStation Two era. I think my experience with Star Ocean is like I I think like I would play them, but get like very turned off. I don't know if it was like the like the battle system or there's too many encounters or whatever it was but it was always a series that i thought i should like because it's basically it's a japanese role-playing game but in a space sci-fi setting uh but i could just i could just never get into it for some reason so yeah i think um, i think most of the ones that got released later didn't have anything memorable especially when you had obviously final fantasy um the tale series and stuff like that that had their own uniqueness about it and the star ocean kind of just was a cookie cutter RPG, so I think that's why it didn't really draw a lot of people in. Yeah, so I don't know. I again, I would wait for there to be a PC release for this, but if they, I don't know if it's quality of life improvements or whatever, but if this ends up being something that's allows me to get into it, then I would be excited for that. And as I was watching this trailer, I'm curious if you have any thoughts on this, but. I think a lot of people want something from Xenogears. Oh, I yeah. think it's I think it could be I think that might 
like never happen for I don't know if it's business reasons or whatever rights issues, whatever it may be. Um, but I think this style could work very well with 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 Xeno Gears as well. Yeah, hopefully this this kind of opens it up for a lot of those titles where where it could use some some sort of uh, adaptation like this, where I think it'll make it more popular. The other thing we could do is we could just tank and not buy it, and then that'll make them kind of release their old shit, and then they we will buy that, you know, kind of boycott, but also not boycott because I want to play these. Boycotting things. never works. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, so that does it for our thoughts on the Nintendo Direct. We'll link up the. Uh, the video up on our notes so you guys can check it out yourselves and see a bunch of other games that also uh, were featured there. Uh, and if you have any thoughts, please share them with us on our Discord. Um, moving on, we got some Diablo 4 news. Um, so for those that have been playing Diablo 4, uh, and if you know, if you don't know, we wanted to kind of bring this up uh, and talk about it because it does seem kind of like a big kind of news uh, piece to share. And it's that Beginning with the first season, that'll be out mid-July to end of July, uh, your character, you'll have to restart a new character every time you do the season. So you definitely have uh, will stick with your Eternal, I believe it's, it's what it's called, which is your main character. You'll be able to keep that, that character at whatever level it is. But in terms of doing the story content and stuff like that, um, or the season, seasonal content, you'll have to restart at zero. So that means level one, no abilities, kind of have to level everything up and do all that. Um, I know you've been playing Diablo and, and you're enjoying it and I'm pretty sure a lot of people are enjoying it. Um, what are your thoughts on this? I know that this is kind of their model, but because this, this, this one has been so popular and so many people have played it, a lot of people are shocked by this turn of events. Uh, your thoughts on this? Yeah, I guess there is definitely a lot of clickbait titles and and people making this like a really a really huge issue and i think i kind of like fell fell victim to that when i first saw some of the headlines i was just like what like how like that's insane how could they do that uh but then like i looked into a little bit more and yeah i learned uh because i never really played i didn't I, I don't think i played any of diablo 3 and then playing diablo 1 and 2 was so long ago and i didn't like play it that much so like i just didn't really remember kind of what their general approach was i think that might have been starting with like diablo 2 where they had this type of this type of mechanic and yeah so i looked into a little bit more it's i don't think it's as extreme as some people are making it out to be but um probably what's happening is there's like there's so many new players to to the franchise and i think maybe because this is something that's like a little bit unique to how Diablo is structured versus other games where it's like you just kind of have, for the most part, you have your one character that you're just like constantly investing into. If you want to experiment with other characters, you you generally can do that. But I think for the most part, people have like one one kind of main, main character. So that's like a little bit, uh, you know, for someone that's maybe new to Diablo, their expectation is that they have their one like main that they can just go through all the content with. And for them to learn that you actually can't do that, I think is maybe a little bit, um, you know, could, could, could be frustrating or disappointing. And I just feel like they're, I feel like Diablo, like the, the Diablo team hasn't communicated very well, like what this actually 
what this actually means. Um, and I'm still like myself trying to like figure out like what does this like actually mean when the new season comes out and can I use my current character or do I have to use a new character? And and so I don't know. So it's 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 confusing, but I also don't think it's as big of an issue as people are making it out to be. Yeah, it's definitely it's it's. I, I think a lot of people should take a wait and see approach. Obviously, the first season doesn't start till uh, mid July, end of July. So there could be a lot of changes. You know, they, obviously they listen to a lot of feedback uh, of what it is. I played three. I just didn't play it enough where like I was doing the seasons to kind of know that this was happening. So to me, it was also one of those shock moments where I was like, oh, this is what's happening. Um, especially playing these other titles that do have. Uh, seasons, obviously Destiny being the main one, whereas Destiny you do reset your power ranking uh, in a sense where you gotta attain a higher power level but you don't lose any of the abilities you have so I think that's the that's the big thing where you kind of like, you have all this power, all these cool things that you can do, um, and then to just take it all away so you could kind of re-earn them, I, I think that that's, that'll put off a lot of people and also, you know, um, the game released early June, June 2nd, I believe, uh, uh, or June 6th, uh, with the official release. Um, so I know a lot of people still got to get uh, the, their heads around it. I know they, they've been having issues with loot and stuff like that, where there's like six pieces of loot that are like so super rare to find and stuff like that. So there's been a lot of pain points that a lot of people have been pointing out, but it's an early game. It's only it's been less than a month since it's been out. Just give it some time. I think eventually the the they'll listen. They they do listen well enough to to their community where they can fix everything and just kind of work something out. Um, all right. So moving on to the next bit of news is Xbox Series X and Game Pass price hikes. Uh, and uh, we got our own our very own Nostradamus over here, Nick, who uh, correctly predicted this in one of our episodes. I don't know which one. One of them. You might have to just go you know, listen to all of them. Yeah. Just trust me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> listen to all the episodes. And listen let us know. to all you know, five hundred hours of content yeah. to uh, identify this one prediction. Yeah. Let us know which one it was. But basically, Microsoft announced that they are increasing the price of the Series X uh, to five hundred and fifty euros. Uh, Fifty. Euro increase and uh, in Europe, and then uh, 650 Canadian dollars. Uh, I don't know what the old price was, but Canadian dollars are a lot of money. Uh, and then the, the Game Pass is jumping from ten dollars to eleven, and Game Pass Ultimate uh, jumping from fifteen to seventeen. Obviously, this was announced last October that these price increases were coming. Um, it is kind of, uh, I mean, it's it's a company, so they have to do what they have to do. Uh, to make their revenue, um, especially with Microsoft kind of by their own accord losing the battle of uh, of this gen or whatever. Um, but my question, which I will pose to you because you have Game Pass, I don't. I'm an anti-Game Pass guy. You're a big proponent of Game Pass. Is it worth it? Is the value still worth it for a gamer to be doing this? Um, uh, it depends on the catalog and i would say i would actually say for the last six months or so like it hasn't it has not been worth it and i was questioning whether i should cancel it but now that i know that um you know starfield's right around the corner i think there's a few titles that i'm interested to play uh i think starting next next month so 
so like at the precise moment I was debating canceling, I was like, ah, well, there's stuff right around the corner, so I might as well just keep it. Um, but uh, no, I would say again over the last six months, maybe even six to nine to twelve months, like I feel like the value proposition hasn't been as strong as it was when it first kind of came out. Uh, I think they haven't kind of fulfilled their promise of delivering these like big first party games. The games that did have come out, like haven't really been that good. So, so uh, I think the value prop hasn't been there. TBD, whether, you know, subscribers feel that the value proposition is there once some of these big releases come out at the same time that they're raising the price a little bit. So we'll see. But I think, um, I think this, this like increase is probably like the, the Starfield effect where they're like, Hey, I think we think a lot of, a lot of people are going to be playing, playing Starfield through, through game pass. So like, let's try to like sneak in a price increase while people are, are willing to do that. So, um, but yeah, and I guess maybe going back to my quote, you know, prediction from, I guess this was like a year ago. Um, I think that was more. I don't know if I predicted exactly this amount of increase, you know, exactly at this time period. I think I was just more generally talking around there's no way that Game Pass is something that stays at 9.99 for a long period of time. I think I think there's using it as like the entry price to get as many people in into the ecosystem as possible and then they were definitely going to raise the price at some point in time. Um there's a bunch of you know, just look at what Netflix has been doing. Uh, Spotify has been selectively raising its prices in, in certain markets as well. So I think it's just, it's a thing. Um, and I think we just know that, you know, I think Sony, Sony PlayStation and Take-Two have been uh, pretty opinionated around how they're like managing their big new releases and saying how like it's like not sustainable to put their big titles into a subscription pass on, you know, basically day and date of, of launch and which I, I, I think is cor- correct, like a correct assessment. So it's always been a question of, okay, like once, once Xbox actually starts churning out high quality first party titles, like at what point do they reach this like point of like, okay, well we actually need to start raising the prices uh to kind of like balance things out so so yeah, i think we're at the basically the first inflection point of xbox needing to needing to do that yeah sounds insane definitely would have done some good to have like canceled this subscription like at the beginning of the year and then just pick it up now because like you said there are a lot of titles coming out uh the next couple of months that i think would make it worth it you got liza p you got starfield uh you got a couple other ones in there that will be uh First, first day on, on Game Pass, so I think definitely it, the future is looking good. But in, in terms of revenue and sales, I, we'll have to see. Maybe by next year we'll know if it actually did good for them, especially with Starfield being their biggest title coming out. Um, all right, uh, so that does it uh, for the news that we wanted to discuss this week. We will be moving on to some closing thoughts. I'll start it off uh, with the games I've been playing. Obviously, Final Fantasy 16, enjoying the heck out of it. I'm going to be playing it some more. Um, I got not, not much to say besides everything I said in the beginning. Uh, Street Fighter Six. I've been doing the world tour mode on that. 
just kind of going around. It's basically the story mode of it, um, playing around with a lot of the characters, uh, doing little side quests and stuff like that. Enjoyable stuff. Um, I think it, it's pretty fun. I know it, a lot of reviewers said it was the weakest part of the game, but I think it does help you if you're new to the game or just want to learn some characters, kind of. I think the the RPG mechanics in Street Fighter are better than Final Fantasy. Oh, come on. <laughs> I knew, I, I, as, as soon as I said it, I knew you were going to say something. The, the side quests so far have been better on Street Fighter than, than on Final Fantasy. And then the, the last game I've been playing a lot of is Jedi Survivor, still playing that. Um, I did drop it as soon as uh, Final Fantasy came out, but uh, I, I do want to get back into it. Um, actually, the, right, right before uh, Final Fantasy came out, I was playing the. Uh, I was still playing playing uh, the the second world of it, and there was this big action sequence that just kind of blew my mind in terms of how awesome in scope it was and how crazy it was. It reminded me of like the um, the jeep sequence from from uh, Uncharted or the train sequence from Uncharted, like uh, or the God of War uh, big big monster stuff uh, from from God of War two and three, uh, and obviously from from the new one. Um, so just like. It's it's good. It's surprisingly better than I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was just gonna be like another so and so action game. So definitely enjoy Jedi Survivor. Um, and as far as uh, TV and movies, uh, rewatching well not rewatching but just new season of Righteous Gemstone came out. So that's pretty uh, funny. If you know our humor, I think uh, it's right up there. Uh, Danny McBride does really really well. So yeah, I gotta watch that. I just never. I I just have never watched it for whatever reason. So oh, I think man. that's on my on my short list of series to get into definitely got to pick it up and then the other thing is across the spider-verse which we uh went to see together my uh me for the second time nick for the first time really enjoyed it just as good the the the, the second time as it was the first time so uh can't wait to hear what you say about it what you got it's great uh yeah i, don't, I mean it's it's awesome like i, I think uh it's an improvement i thought it was gonna be really hard to top top the first one and i thought it did it was basically better across like every every dimension um i i we kind of knew this because we know that like the next installment's coming out next year but the insane cliffhanger <laughs> was like i guess, i guess maybe it's not that surprising that they did that but that was like maybe the only thing that was like ah and then like there wasn't any post credit scene or anything like that so yeah that was a really big like you you would think especially with all these movies that come out like that are gonna have uh next either sequels or, or whatever the third installment or whatever that they always have these uh post credits this one did not have any post credits i will tell you this i was surprised by how it ended in terms of where it went because i thought that the end that to lead into the third one it was going to be like a different Wait, I don't want to spoil it, but yeah. Okay. Well, it's a, it's a spoiler-free review. Yeah, well, uh, maybe we'll spoil it later. Uh, yeah. Give it a little bit more breathing room. Um, but, you know, it was, it was great. I'm glad I watched it in theaters. Um, it just looks looks incredible. I guess, like, the, I, f I found the dialogue kind of hard to hear. I, yeah, I, I heard I, some issues. I had some that. issues with the, with the first time I saw it where, like, some of the parts were hard to hear, um, so definitely deserves a, a rewatch at home with subtitles. With subtitles, yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll check it out with subtitles. Did you end up watching rewatching the first one? Yeah, yeah. 
Always, man. Always. Was that was that worth like? Because you said when we finished to, watching to it, you it up, said you yeah. were gonna. Yeah, to pick up certain things. Yeah, I, I would recommend it. If you've <laughs> seen the first one, rewatch the. I mean, if you've seen the second one, rewatch the first one. Uh, you'll you'll definitely see a lot more things that you that the second one makes reference to that you'll be like, oh shit, it was right there in front of my eyes. Cool. Uh, yeah, I don't have too much other to add. We kind of covered Final Fantasy 16. So that's that's my main, even though it's making me nauseous, and and Diablo. Well, we're about to do some uh, Minority Report and get you some new eyes, and uh, you'll be fine. Great. Yeah, there you go. That's a good idea. Uh, and then we gotta we gotta pick up Street Fighter again. Yeah, we gotta. I feel like, I feel like you've been like training. I have been training. So you know how to deal with my throws. So. I probably. I wouldn't say I know how to fully deal with your throws, but you'll definitely uh, feel the pain when you try. <laughs> Hopefully, otherwise, it, it, if I don't back it up, it'll be shit. Um, but yeah, that does it for us. Thank you guys for joining us on this episode. Don't forget to follow us. Go to our website, pressingbuttons.gg. Uh, and you get all of our links and join us on our Discord uh, so you guys can join the and uh, join and enjoy the community. And do not forget, next week we are off. No episode for July 4th weekend. Uh, that'll be, you know, July 3rd. No episode. But make sure you guys go through our back catalog and listen to all your favorite episodes and listen to some new ones and make some new episodes or whatever. Uh, it's, a good, it's a good podcast, if <laughs> I say so myself. <laughs> but thanks for joining us. I'm Hugo. Bye. I'm Nick. Later. Thanks for joining us on the Pressing Buttons podcast. The show is produced and edited by Nick and myself. Our awesome music is composed by Leila, and our show is done by D-Pass Design. Don't forget to give us a rating and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. See you on the next episode.